You are listening to Mike Seminary and Friends, a Q1 Network production. I don't know if there's a more competitive space anywhere than economic development and what it takes to attract and keep talent, to fill workforce needs, to satisfy employers that are struggling with holes that they need to fill. Not just here, but everywhere. It is maybe, maybe the challenge of our times. And there are reasons for that. And there are really smart, I mean really smart, and most of them young, young people that are providing great new tools for employers, for educators, for job seekers, those folks that are looking to be part of that um, opportunity and solution, and they are plentiful. Well, I have a guest today who, along with his wife, started a company. It's coming up on seven years, I believe, this August. I'll let him correct me if I'm wrong. That's doing remarkable things using technology, virtual reality and the like to uh, provide opportunities for everyone that I just mentioned and then some. Matt Chelsea is the CEO of Be More Colorful. He, along with his wife, Katie, have done something really remarkable. I spent some time with them in their office, had the opportunity to use the technology that they're using to fill holes and provide opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. And it is really, really exciting. Matt, it's great to see you. Thank you so much for taking time because entrepreneurs are really busy, taking time from your schedule to join me. How are you today? Hey, Mike, uh, I'm doing pretty well. Thank you so much for having me on, on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure. I, I think what you're doing is really special. In fact, I'm going to lead it off this way. You shared with me that one of the people I hold in high regard made a comment publicly about what you and your wife and your team are doing at Be More Colorful. And this guy he has, I don't know, 1.5 million plus probably followers on Instagram. He has over 6 million on Facebook. When you go to his YouTube channel, there, there will be episodes that millions of people have viewed because he's been around a while. And he gets it. He's really smart. And his name is Mike Rowe. He knows a lot about jobs that need to be filled, and it's a space that you're playing in right now. I shouldn't say playing. It's where you're operating and providing great solution. Share with us, please, where you were when you had the opportunity to ask him a question about what you are doing at Be More Colorful. Yeah, so this would have been close to a year ago. Our our local chamber actually brought uh, Micro in for uh for a community speaking event. Um, and Mike has been one of my heroes since since before he was on Dirty Jobs. Uh, I remember the first episode of Dirty Jobs that I saw was coming. 
And I saw it was micro. I was like, oh my gosh, it's the deadliest catch guy. He's doing these dirty jobs now. That's so cool. <laughs> um, so, I mean, just prefacing all of this, that this guy has been someone that I have admired for better, the better part of well, <laughs> more than two decades. Um, and when I saw that, you know, Mike was going to be here, there was an opportunity for me to hear him speak. It was like, okay, yeah, we, I've, I've got to be able to go and, and hear what, hear what he's got to say. Cause he just, his, his message about how important the trades are, how important it is to consider all of those career pathways. Um, it just, it resonates so well with what we're doing, um, with our career exploration experiences and, and just where, where really career exploration needs to head as a whole had an opportunity to uh, hear him talk in, in Fargo and he got to the end of his talk and I didn't even realize this, but at the end, uh, end of his talks, he asks for questions from the audience and there's about 2000 uh, business leaders and community leaders and entrepreneurs all in, it was in the, uh, the uh, Sanford Health Athletic Complex on the NDSU campus. So it's packed in there because um, everyone loves Mike's message. And they had time for a few questions. And one of the people holding the microphones just happened to be just adjacent to me. And I was like, well, what the heck? I'm, I'm going to ask I'm going to ask my hero <laughs> a question. And uh, I didn't really know what the question was going to be. It was <laughs> so I was a little nervous when I got the microphone, but uh, I, I got it. And and I just said, you know, hey, hey Mike, my name is Matt Shosey. Uh, Katie was actually with their, uh, there with me as well. So I had her stand up so that I wasn't uh, just up there shaking, my knees shaking <laughs> all alone. Um, but we both stood up and I said, hey, Mike, my name is Matt Shosey. This is my wife, Katie. Um, we've created a virtual reality production company that creates immersive career experiences to give kids a sense of what a day in the life of different uh, different trade careers is like. What, what advice would you give a company like ours that's really looking to connect and resonate with kids? Um, and he didn't really answer my question directly, but the first thing that he said was the the most amazing thing you could ever wish for. He said uh, to that entire group of 2000 plus people, invest in his company. <laughs> um, and that that just floored me. I was like, oh my gosh, like that, it just gave so much validity to what we were doing. And then he, he went on to talk about um, how someone sent him an Oculus headset at one point and he was able to go and, and see different, uh, he was able to go and, and, do different jobs and and really see what it was like. And it basically said that this is the future of career exploration. It was just so rewarding to have someone that you've admired that has been in that space for 20 plus years say, yes, that's a great idea. Uh, your community should get behind it. That just, it was one of the most fulfilling experiences we've ever had as entrepreneurs. That's exciting. And it's borderline depressing because there had to have been a number of people in that room that are well-heeled financially. And they should have invested in your company. And maybe they did. I don't I, I don't mean to be presumptuous. Uh, but I'm thinking they probably didn't because I would, probably wouldn't be talking to you today because you'd be way, way, way too busy because some big uh, folks with lots of money I should have invested in your company. And I agree with them 100%. I'm going to go about it in a little bit different way and say this. Young people today are really adept 
at making experiential experiences part of their life more than me, more than my generation, maybe even more than maybe more than yours, because they grew up with it. They grew up with using technology to explore in ways that are beyond my capabilities. And what you guys are doing is really quite remarkable. So from there, we're going to start talking about what you do. But a little background on you and and Katie. You know, I'm going to just keep it to you because Katie uh, isn't with you today. And uh, she's your partner and co-founder. And you complement each, each other so well. So let's talk about you. And you feel free, please, to fill in any information that's so appropriate uh, about Katie. So you graduate from NDSU, you have, you know, that you were, and you worked at NDSU. You also worked at Swanston Health. So an incredible higher ed institution, a remarkable private sector business has been around for a long time. In, in, in those areas, you were like the technical services manager at NDSU, a program, uh, programmer analyst, and an internet marketing analyst for uh, Swanson Health. So you have a certain level of technical skills and background. Fill in a little bit about what you were doing and how that kind of teed you up for what you're doing now and where this idea came from. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I'm going to start um, from kind of kind of the beginning of, of the inception of the idea of creating Be More Colorful, um, because I have to give credit where credit is due. Um, the creation of the company was not my idea. That was my wife, Katie's idea, 100%. Um, you, you outlined my background uh, very well, um, but Katie's background uh, is is much more, it, it, we, we do complement each other very well. Her background is in art, psychology, and digital media, where mine is in math and uh, statistics and business um, Katie had always been more entrepreneurial minded than I had. She had Etsy shops and she had, um, she would do craft fairs and sell hats that she'd crocheted. And, um, she had always said, um, Hey Matt, you know, if, if I ever had this idea for a business, would, would you help me run it? And I was working on my MBA when she asked myself when she asked me the question uh, the very first time. I was like, "Well, I'm going to have my MBA soon, of course. You know, how hard could this be starting your own business?" <laughs> um, it's been a definite steep learning curve, um, but I, I said, "You know, yeah, hey, well, I, I will absolutely help with that." Um, and that was years before we actually start started uh, be more colorful itself. Um, it all actually came out of uh, a problem that Katie was working to solve. She was laid out on her back uh, following back surgery, and we had uh, we'd been looking at at purchasing homes. And she did not have uh, she didn't have the 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 energy to be able to get up and well and and it was painful to get up frequently to go to different locations. She was really limited in her mobility as as she was recovering. Um, and we were trying to figure out what homes do we want to go look at. And she was getting so frustrated looking at the real estate listings. There just there wasn't enough information to be able to decide what home do I want to go and look at. So that frustration turned into, well, I've seen these virtual tours. Why do why don't more real estate agents do that? And then she started research researching 
360 degree cameras and real estate virtual tour photography solutions and realized there's no really nobody doing that in the Fargo Moorhead area. And mind you, this is back in 2016. So, so quite some time ago. Um, well, she then decided, Hey, Matt said he'd help me start a business and I like photography and arts and, uh, and digital media. Maybe we should do this. So she presented the idea to me saying, Hey, what if we created these virtual tours and earned a little money on the side? And I was lukewarm to the idea at, at the very start, but she, she convinced me and we took, uh, I want to say 5,000 bucks to buy a really nice DSLR camera and build a website. And uh, we started up started up the company uh, thinking that we were going to shake up the residential real estate industry with home virtual tours. And that's that's really how how we got the very first start. That's when we incorporated. That's when we um, started actually trying to solicit clients. And um, what we found from that, though, was that we had jumped in head first trying to introduce a solution to a problem that we didn't 100% understand. And what we ended up seeing was that real estate agents didn't have a lot of appetite for it. We were pretty early to the market to try and do that. And it really, it it, it tested us in, in ways that we hadn't anticipated before, where we saw this solution that we thought would be something that was great, but there really just wasn't an appetite for it for the 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 clients we were trying to get in front of. And um, we we kind of tested a few different angles to try to break into residential real estate, but it just wasn't working for us. So we decided that was that was kind of our very first pivot. Um, and at that point, I'm still working full time at NDSU. Um, Katie's working part time um, at, at her. I believe she was at Community Living Services at the time. Um, and we're trying to figure out, OK, well, how do we make a go of this? let's try let's try something different let's see what else we could create so i remember sitting in the uh sitting in our living room brainstorming well what other types of virtual tour interactive experiences could we create and i remembered back to being a kid and and visiting a pumpkin patch it was it was papa's pumpkin patch in bismarck was the one that i remember best um and we're in Fargo. So I'm like, well, there's got to be pumpkin patches in Fargo. And we we look up, uh, you know, pumpkin patches and we find Buffalo River Pumpkin Patch, which is in Glendon, uh, just a, a you know, 20 minute uh, drive to the east of Fargo. And I call up the owner and I explain, hey, we've got this really cool virtual tour solution. It allows you to interact with photos and you can navigate through and blah, 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 blah. And he has no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but I said, hey, can we come out and create a sample virtual tour out there? And um, he says, yeah, you can come out and take some pictures if you want. Um, and this, I, I should mention too, this is Mike Halverson is, uh, and his wife, Mindy, are the owners of the Buffalo Pumpkin Batch. We didn't know them at the time they've become very very great supporters and and good friends of us and the company since then but um we didn't know each other at the time and we show up out there with our camera kits and we're taking these photos and we didn't even realize that they have a petting zoo and they have uh uh barrel cars and they have a straw bale maze and they have uh, a cowboy camp and they've got a spooky forest and all of these different things. And we we took uh, immersive photos of everything. And we created a project and we provided it to them, helped them get it on their website. And uh, it, uh, it was the first time we'd been compensated uh, for, for a project. And we got 
free admission for our family. We had two small kiddos at the time, uh, three and four years old, free admission to the pumpkin patch and free pumpkins for the family. And that was, that meant the world to us because it was the first time something gave up, somebody gave us something that we valued uh, for our services. And that, I, I mean, it was just a blast going out there and enjoying that space with our kids and helping them, helping the, the pumpkin patch use the, that imagery to really showcase their location. Um, fast forward, oh, it would have been about five months. It's uh, February, early March, uh, 2017. And Katie's actually speaking at 1 million cups in Fargo. Um, we were talking about our business, the direction that we're headed. Um, Mike Halverson, uh, one, um, the, one of the owners of the pumpkin patch, he, he came to that event. And, uh, when Katie was done speaking, I was invited up, uh, to, to answer audience questions and Mike stood up very first one. And he just said, Hey, I don't have a question, but I just want everyone here to know that Matt and Katie came and created this virtual tour of, of our pumpkin patch. And our gated missions were up 30%. It was the number one thing that uh, it, it was, it was the only thing we changed in our marketing since last year. And it was, it was one of the things that people mentioned most about why they came. And, and that told us that we're going to forget real estate. That, that is not where the opportunity is. The opportunity is in using this media to help people decide things that they want to go and do. And initially we thought that was going to be strictly in the, in the tourism arena. So we really started embracing uh, travel and tourism type experiences, working with communities uh, in North Dakota, showcasing the things that they have to offer. And it was actually at a travel and tourism conference a couple of years later that I ran into uh, Michelle Comer was the director of Department of Commerce at the time. And I had a VR headset with me. We had a booth at the travel industry conference and I had an opportunity to go up to Michelle and I, I walked up to her and I said, hey, Michelle, I want you to try out this VR headset. And I, I think I had a, a, a photo or a video of, of like in the cooking area of the Pitchfork Steak Fondue in it. And I showed it to her and she's looking around in the headset and just says, oh, wow, this, this is really cool. And then it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. I said, well, what would you think about using this type of media to help fill those in-demand jobs that that we're trying to get people to uh, to take in the state? And she said, oh my gosh, you, you have to come talk to the Workforce Development Council. We've got our next meeting coming up in June. Um, so that's that meeting then. It was so I'm going to fast forward another couple months. Um, I, I went to that meeting prepared with a headset and just a couple little video clips. So we went up to the Fargo Jet Center and recorded a couple video clips in, in their hangar showing uh, aircraft technicians. And um, I brought the VR headset with one of those videos loaded into it. And I had an opportunity to present for a few minutes and we passed the headset around and all the Workforce Development Council members got to try it out. And uh they, it was it was a hit. It was it was the I think the the um, oh boy I I, I want to say that they they kept using the VR headset even into Patrick Maneer's presentation that was after mine. I remember he was not. I know you Patrick and I are good friends. I know you had him on the show too. But he 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 laments the VR headset incidents on a fairly regular basis. Um, but uh, what ended up happening out of that meeting is 
we got our first two paid clients for creating inner immersive and interactive recruiting experiences. Um, Don Schilling from General Equipment and Supplies, who's been a, a workforce champion for decades in the States, um, he came up to me right after and said, we need something like this. We need to be able to, at General Equipment and Supplies, we need to be able to show what's uh show a student what a diesel mechanic actually does, like what their, what their day in the life is like. We don't know what they're, they don't know what we're talking about when we're talking about this career, but they've never been into a shop or they've never been on a piece of heavy equipment. Being able to see the size and the scale that gets kids thinking about, Hey, I could see myself doing that. So we uh, signed on with general equipment and supplies and created three recruiting VR videos for them. Uh, it was a diesel equipment a parts person and then an aggregate equipment technician. Um, the other great connection that we made out of that, that Workforce Development Council meeting uh, in 2019 was with Jason Ellert in the North Dakota Building Trades Unions. And in working with Jason, the problem we were solving there is that kids do not have an opportunity to get onto active construction sites. It, it is, there, there's safety issues, there's liability issues, there's efficiency issues as well. If you take a foreman off of doing his job, you know, managing the site to manage a group of kids that are, even high school kids that, that are coming onto a construction site, then you, you lose efficiency in, in that construction process. And it just, it, it is not a viable way, bringing kids on site is not a viable way to really scale career exploration. It, it's few and far between. And, and generally, it just doesn't happen because it there's too many barriers. Um, and he was really excited about the opportunity to create these experiences that would showcase different trades. And we created 12 experiences with uh, with the building trades unions. And we can do things like um, we've got a, a VR experience inside the elevator shaft at the Block 9 Tower, working with elevator constructors and um, being able to step on top of the structural steel at uh, one of the banks that was being constructed in downtown Dickinson. So the... the everything evolved into now we've created these recruiting experiences that that we've got a couple really passionate clients that are using them to give kids and job seekers a better idea of what these careers are we then brought those experiences to career and technical education and dpi and showed them what we were doing and there was a very enthusiastic response to that um and in working with them it was really trying to figure out okay well what's what's next how do we start using this as an educational tool and in, in doing all of that, we, we were able to get connected with both Williston High School and Devil's Lake High School. This would have been in 2020. Um, and they applied for some grant dollars from uh, through uh, the Perkins V Innovation Grant Program. They were both awarded grants, and that's what funded our initial library of 12 experiences, where Williston High School and Devil's Lake High School each picked six experiences. Uh, they had to come from the North Dakota in-demand occupations list. We did make that stipulation because we wanted to make sure that it was going to provide value to not just the schools in those areas, but to any job seeker who wants to access the content. And they agreed to that. And we created a ton of different experiences. Um, petroleum engineer and electrician and plumber and dental assistant and uh, automotive service technician of uh, I mean, a lot of different things that we'd never been able to really dive into before. We're now uh, we now had a door open to us from working with these high schools. 
Um, it was at that point that we then started moving through the Innovate ND program. We progressed through all four phases of the Innovate ND program, figured out, uh, well, started thinking, we've got to figure out a name for this, uh, for this product, this career exploration product. And um, we decided to name it CareerView XR. Um, XR standing for Extended Reality, which is the whole uh, arena of virtual reality, augmented reality, immersive media, 360 video, anything in that arena is considered an extended reality product. So that's where CareerView XR came from. Um, we progressed through all four phases of the Innovate ND program. And from there, uh, we uh, had an opportunity to apply for uh, a lift loan through the Department of Commerce uh, in Bank of North Dakota. We were partially awarded that loan. Uh, and from there, we then applied to the North Dakota Development Fund to get another loan to help fund operations. And we were awarded that as well. So we have been steadily progressing now toward uh, building out this bigger and bigger library of content. And we've been able to do that as a bootstrapped organization. And that's that's been that's been really, really important because this industry is relatively new. There are other companies in the space, but what ends up happening if you get it, you mentioned investors earlier, Mike, and, and what ends up happening if you get an investor, they want to return. They're not necessarily concerned about building an experience that solves a very specific problem. And that's where we wanted to stay focused. And all of the investment accelerators that we visited with um, and, and even pri private investors, they said, you need to bootstrap this as far as you can take it so that your vision for this stays the way that you want it to and bring an investor in if and when you need to scale this. Um, so now, I mean, we're still in the bootstrap phase um, and and we're we're seeing great growth. We don't know exactly where where what the future is going to hold, maybe investments, um, but uh, we're we're just excited to be able to be continuing growing the library of contents. Um, so sorry, I kind of kind of went long-winded on that one, but uh, oh, that, that's, okay. that's how it's, we started from real estate. Because you're no different than Steve Jobs. When when he was young and he picked up the phone and he called Mr. Hewlett because his name was in the phone book back then, you know, you you, you could do that. He had no idea, and he had no idea for probably the next 10 years where uh, Apple would eventually go. I, I think it would be helpful here at this point, and that was great information, and we'll get, get back to some of that. Describe what an immersive video is, because that might yep. be new technology for some folks. Yeah. Um, so immersive video is it, it it is a video experience where you put on a headset and you are there as an observer. You're not just watching a screen in front of you. You are inside a sphere of video. So you're wearing a VR headset and you can look all the way up to the sky, down to the floor. You, can, If you're in a swivel chair, we recommend sitting in a chair because a lot of people get disoriented their first time. You can spin all the way around and see everything that is in that environment that you're in. Um, immersive video is an amazing way to get acclimated to different real world environments that you'd never have an opportunity to go see in person. The really great thing with immersive video content is that it can also be displayed on the web. Um, so while you can wear a VR headset, all of the content that we create is also produced as 
a web-based interactive tour where just like those home virtual tours that we thought we were going to be doing so many years ago, you can navigate a job site with a Chromebook or a or or a tablet. Um, so so immersive media really is it's it's the immersive video is really the the application of uh, taking spherical content and displaying that either on a 2D device or in a virtual reality headset. Okay, thanks, because I want to share my experience that you allowed me to have when I was sitting in your office. And I don't know if I shared this with you. I was thinking of my nephew who does exactly what I experienced. He works for a company that constructs wind turbine towers. You gave me the opportunity to put that headset on, and you did say sit in that chair. And I got to climb into the tower of a wind turbine, go up, go into the, I call it the hub. I don't think that's really a technical uh, the, the nacelle. Nacelle. <laughs> Thank you so much. Where all the all the gears, all that kind of stuff is. And you had me really explore. You had me look left, right, in a circle, up and down. It was like being in that piece of infrastructure. It was absolutely amazing. Now, you know, I've had some experiences that are, you know, 3D or whatever, but nothing like that. That was really amazing. And I immediately thought, because of my marketplace for kids experiences, talking to young people about career opportunities that might be of interest to them. And now let me pause and just read a very partial list of all of the opportunities that exist. And then go back to the point that you made where you can't do field trips for everything. There are just places you can't go because it's too disruptive and it might not be very safe. And this list, which is very, very partial, there literally are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of job openings everywhere. And you know, probably 10, 15, 20,000 of them in North Dakota, just North Dakota. These are the examples of skilled trades where I just think what you're doing is so important and the world is your oyster. Auto technician, boilermaker, carpentry, electrician. Now, these are skilled trades. You just don't go out and do it, right? Fabricator, heavy equipment operator, HVAC tech, iron workers, masonry, machinists, pipe fitters, plumbers, welders, uh, mechanical drafters. And I just mentioned the wind turbine technicians. And the list is very, very expansive. Matt, I think what you and Katie and your team are doing is absolutely amazing. So I interrupted you. Go back to where you were with regards to the funding and where you're going next. Yeah, well, no, and I appreciated your list too. And just just to note, uh, we've got all but two of the ones that you uh, that you listed already created. <laughs> <laughs> um. So really what, where we're headed right now is we see this as a huge opportunity to, uh, we've spent the last four years building relationships in uh, with industries and with employer partners and educators and counselors and education associations all across the state, working to figure out 
what works? Like, how do we, we did not want to make the same mistake that we made with real estate and just try to throw technology uh, together to say, hey, look at this cool thing. Nobody wants your cool stuff. People care about the problems that you solve. So we have really spent a lot of time working to understand what is the issue that schools are facing to help understand what is the solution that we can create. And initially, when we were creating CareerVXR, we thought that we were going to have a traveling set of headsets that would rotate around the state that schools could check out and that somehow this would magically work uh, and and inst- teachers would you know, understand how to use the headsets and you know it would be able to come into the classroom and they'd get used and then get seamlessly passed off to the next instructor this is what we had in our heads when we actually started doing those first couple dozen interviews with educators and counselors we realized pretty quickly that is not how a classroom <laughs> operates and that is not how a school operates um the, the one of the most memorable conversations I had with the teacher, and this would have been close to three years ago, they said, if you brought that set of headsets to my classroom, it would be really intimidating. It would sit in the corner and collect dust until I remembered to send it off to the next teacher. <laughs> and, and that uh, that pretty much uh, was the nail in the coffin for that initial idea. And I was like, well, okay, well, what, what do we do then? And then, so then we, we started attending the counselors conferences and, and doing more school visits. And what we realized was this virtual tour solution that we'd done years before for the pumpkin patch that helped people decide to go there. That needs to be the core of, of what we create. We need to use all of the devices that the schools are currently using and have the VR headsets be the next step for getting completely immersed in that media. And when we started introducing it that way, that's when thing that's when we really started to 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 gain some traction with with this entire idea. Um, Matt, I've been involved in phases of economic development for some time. Involved in Chamber of Commerce, including you know board members. Bismarck Mandan Development Association. I've been blessed to be a board member of the North Dakota Economic Development Foundation Board. You're appointed by the governor. And I've been doing that now. I think I'm in my ninth year. And I've been involved in, in business. And I'm well aware of the struggles that are ever present for employers, for educators, for parents, for students, when it comes to what's the right fit for me, where are the people that, and the pools of people that I can find to help me fill these openings that I have. And as I open this show up today, it, it isn't just in North Dakota. It is everywhere. There are so many employers looking for talent, sometimes just looking for a body to help give them talent so they can contribute, so they can learn, so they can have fulfillment as a new employee and then provide value to the employer and the enterprise. 
I think what you're doing is critically important. I'm going to say it's cutting edge. It gives, it's a, you know, I also understand how it's a head scratcher for some folks. If you're a policymaker, you're always saying, well, you know, how does this really contribute? And why isn't there an investment from this individual or this industry? And I'm going to, I'm going to say this, that we're in a time where all of those old models are good, but they're not in terms of the timing of today and where we're at, the best fit all of the time. And when there are young, talented people with vision that have skills and have put a team together that are creating this new opportunity for people to do a search, for people to take a look, this could be a real game changer for a state, for employers, for educators, for young people that are trying to figure out what's a good fit for me. And you could do it. And I'm going to in a minute, I'm going to give this back to you. You don't have to have the headset in a classroom. There's another way for you to explore this. So share with us how people can go to your website and have this experience that I had that you blessed me with when I was in your office. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm going to take a step back to uh, to uh, um, something you mentioned just before uh, that question, and um, and and that's really the 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 focus on how these are created, um, what the involvement with companies looks like, because um, we do get the question sometimes. Oh well, what you know, what do companies pay for this? And the struggle there in having uh, so I guess to answer that question. Typically, we self-fund production of the experiences, and that's a very important component of this being an educational, uh, an educational platform. We knew we learned very, very early on working with educators that if you are showing us recruitment experiences like the ones we had created for our first clients, that will not fly in the classroom because the dad of this student might be a VP at company X and you're showing company Y and talking about what, why company Y is better than company X. That will never fly in the classroom. Teachers will not use it. So the CareerView XR solution is a series of educational experiences that we focus on different employers as our industry partners. Now, so those words, right, excuse me, you have to be agnostic. We have to be agnostic if it's going to be used in the classroom. Okay. Yep. And the minute that you have an employer say, I'll pay to have you produce that, they're expecting you to produce a recruiting experience and you've automatically made it null and void for using in the classroom. It, you might get some teachers that will use it, but if it is a recruiting experience, they have flat out told us, nope, we're not going to use that. And and so that, that was an interesting lesson that we learned early on as well. And that's a big part of why we applied for the the lift loan and the development fund loan to make sure that we can fund those experiences with those borrowed dollars from the states we can fund the experiences to produce this library of content make sure that we make it the right way so that we know that the focus is on education create experiences that are going to be embraced in the classroom and also have content that those employer partners who work with us have an option. If they want to create a recruiting experience, they can. 
but they don't have to because we have completely shifted away from a production revenue model and toward this model where for just a couple bucks per student, the entire school can access an entire library of content, less than taking a single class on a field trip. That, that has been the vision is to leverage this technology to its fullest potential to eliminate those time, geography, safety, financial, privacy constraints that prohibit us from getting students on site to the different locations that they need to. Um, so back to your question, <laughs> um, the, the way that you can go and experience one of our one of our CareerView experiences is just going to the website. Um, CareerViewXR.com is, uh, that'll actually take you to our the old version of our website. You'll get a little uh, depending on when this, uh, when you listen to this, uh, uh, <clears throat> the you'll get a little banner that'll bump you over to our new site. But in the experiences area, um, you'll see a variety. I want to say we've got 36 experiences out there right now. They all are in-demand occupations. Um, we're working with Job Service North Dakota to make sure that that's kind of our focus. Um, but if you click on one of the experiences that indicates free, you can navigate through that as a virtual tour experience. I'm pretty sure the wind turbine one is, is uh, available there, um, but you can go and you can navigate through and you can learn about uh, through different hotspot areas you can click on, get information about some of the equipment, some of the tools. You can watch little video clips within there. Um, it is an immersive experience, but you're not completely immersed like you're in a headset. You're using your your device where you're you can if you have your gyroscope enabled on your phone, you can spin around with your phone and see the see the scene uh, kind of as it's interacting with your motions. Um, but really, you kind of choose your own adventure through those experiences. Uh, so that's what you can do out on our website currently, and that is uh, you can see the full library of content that we have. Uh, you can just only access the free ones right now. Okay, so repeat the website you're all get. Yep, it's careerviewxr.com. That's also available. I can access it through bemorecolorful.com, can't I? Yep, yep. If you go to the bemorecolorful.com website, we link over to the CareerView website. Okay, okay. And is there, isn't there a subscription fee? That, that applies for certain cases as well? Yes. Yep. So we have a handful of free experiences out there so that people can get a sense of, of what it's like. The, the, way that the, the way that our subscription works is that um, a school or a job placement agency, they subscribe to the platform a lot like you would a Netflix subscription. And that unlocks all of the content. The way that we do that, it's it's based on size of the organization. That's how we determine our subscription rates. But we, we want to make sure that it's an incredibly affordable option. So what the subscription offers, uh, offers our clients is access to all of the web-based experiences. It also acts... Uh, uh, affords them access to all of the VR videos that they can load onto their own virtual reality headsets. And because our, our you know our primary clientele are our schools, we want to make sure that there's something that that they'll have in perpetuity. A lot of times schools only have one-time dollars. And we get the question of, oh boy, subscription, I don't know if we can swing that. And we got that question a ton early on. So what we do is for the duration of your subscription, you've got access to all the web-based experiences and you get access to all of the videos 
um, and everything new that comes out, there's no additional charges for new content. You just get access to it's buffet style. You get access to everything. If you only have one-time dollars though, and the subscription expires, you lose the access to the website, but you keep all of the VR video experiences that you've downloaded. We have a number of clients who've just done a one-year subscription to get the library of con library of VR video content that we've got. And then they're able to do that. And if they decide to come back in a couple of years, fantastic. You're going to get everything that we've produced between then and now. But it's really on us um, at, as a company that is producing in this arena to continue producing experiences. I want schools to be looking at this and saying, man, there's no way we're going to cancel our, our subscription because next year they're coming out with these 50 experiences. <laughs> um, I mean, that that's really, that's on us. And, and that is, that's what we've been doing the past three and a half year, here, years here is building out this model to show how we can sustainably produce lots of additional content, do it quickly with no questions about who owns it because we are producing it. The companies are not paying to have us producing it. It is our content for educational purposes. And it allows schools the ability to provide their students with right now dozens, soon hundreds of different experiences that they'd never be able to go see in person. Matt, this is so exciting. I, as I listen to you, and you have such passion, by the way, as I listen to you, and I'm a pretty conservative, less government kind of guy, I really see this is the type of project, because I'm, I'm going to use that word for a specific reason. This is the type of project that will help North Dakota, other states too, but right now I'm going to talk about North Dakota, will help North Dakota with this incredible void that we have of available jobs and how to fill them. And one of the ways we can do that, and it won't happen immediately, is provide tools for young people to explore what type of future could be available to them. If we're gonna put money into things like career academies, which I support, this seems like the same type of investment we should be making because it's about education. It's about ex experience. It's about students. It's about ways to support the private sector. The private sector can't do everything. Government can't do everything. There are sometimes this, this, this crossroads that we're at where they kind of come together. And I think you're addressing that masterfully. I'm going to switch yep. topics for a second because here's one thing I know about young entrepreneurs. At some point in time, to use the phrase that entrepreneur, now governor, Doug Burgum, has said more than once, I bet the family farm more than once. I'm thinking you and Katie, somewhere along the line had a discussion about, boy, did we make the right decision betting the family farm? There had to have been times where you were saying, oh my, did that happen? And are you still all in? Because you sure are excited, by the way. And I'm, I am an evangelist for you. Share that if you wouldn't mind. 
So yeah, I I, I kind of I didn't really even gloss over. I completely neglected to mention the 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 personal journey part part of this. Um, when when we started, I mentioned I was still working full time um, at NDSU. Katie was part time at at her her role. Um, we pretty quickly realized if we're going to pivot and do something like this, really focus on uh, on. Uh, tourism and look look at going down this economic development path. We've got to be able to focus on this full time. We were we had two young kids at the time, a three and a four year old, and we had a house. We had a small lake place. We had two cars, um, and just looking at everything in order to bring this idea forward, in order to still maintain our relationship and spend time with our kids and be able to enjoy any sort of life in addition to having uh having the business some things had to give and um you know a lot of people questioned this decision at the time but we knew it was the right one we sold our house we sold our lake place we sold one of the cars and we moved our two kids and two dogs into a two bedroom apartments um and i mean we could have taken out a second mortgage on the house. We could have Airbnb'd the lake place, but that adds more complexity to all of it. And to do this in a way where we, uh, Katie uses the phrase, uses the spoons analogy. I don't know if you're familiar with the spoons analogy. You, if you have, you, you have a certain number of spoons in a day and everything that you do requires a certain number of spoons. And once you're out of spoons, you're not, you can't do any, but anything else. And everybody has spoons and has a certain number of them and different things for different people use a certain number of spoons. And I remember Katie saying, I just, I don't have enough spoons to be able to manage all of this. And I realized that I didn't either. And some things had to give. We did not have, we had an older house taking care of that older house and trying to do everything else just wasn't, wasn't in the cards. Um, you know, wanted to, we had to keep the dogs. We we're going to keep the kids, obviously. <laughs> um, but the material things, they could go. Uh, it really was, they weren't that important if we really wanted to pursue this idea and do it well. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, we, we gave it up and we lived off the equity in our house and off of uh, savings and credit cards for a while. And we had a couple of those, oh, crap moments where what are we going to do? But I mean, between I, I, there were there were times that I would drive Uber and Lyft and Katie would pick up part time hours. And I mean, we, we made it work. Um, it, it was um, I, I hate to use the cliche, Kressel, I, I just did. A, a, a combination of hustle and grind. So you got a, you got a new one, Mike Grussell. I like it. <laughs> so we did the Grussell, and uh, um, we we really, you know, we're we're just trying to figure out okay how how do we make this all how do we make this all work? And I mean, it it got to be where you know we we're putting in. 40, 50 hours in the business, but not generating revenue. And then I would be driving Uber and Lyft most evenings to um, which the Uber and Lyft making dollars. I, I don't know how anybody makes dollars doing it because you're basically just trading out your equity in your vehicle for cash. But we were able to we were able to make it make it work and and get to a point where really the the saving grace for us was finding this workforce development opportunity and and realizing that there is a very big problem that that we can solve but yeah there there were um there were a number of times no, number of late nights uh um trying to figure out 
how on earth are we going to make something of, of this company? Um, but really, it's it's really come down to you know, being being focused on solving problems and finding really, really good partners and supporters that we can talk to and provide us with resources and um, help point us in the right direction. I mean, I, as we, we did not, we have not done all of this on our own. It, it takes a village to, to create a company and, and a solution like this. And we've, we've just been very blessed to have been able to survive those first few t- really tough years and find all of those connections and amazing people who've helped us create what we have now and be able to continue on that path. Yeah. Matt, what, you, what you're doing is very, very important. I think back to, and I shared this with you, I believe, and Katie and the team that w- w- was in your office. When I was involved with Marketplace for Kids and Marketplace of Ideas, and was for some time, and did that in the classroom thing, I think four or five, six times a day for 20 minutes at a time, where I was talking about the engineering field. I would ask every one of the kids in the room, I should say students, but they're kids, you know, especially compared to my age. And their parents were there, sometimes teachers, chaperones. I'd ask them, hey, what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? A lot of these, a lot of the the careers on this list and then some, they'd yell it out. And it's hard for kids. It's hard for anyone to go really experience, have the real experiential opportunity to understand what that career is all about. So you can kind of decide, is this for me or not? And we all make decisions later, or maybe that wasn't, I'll move on to something else. But what you're doing is the perfect answer to providing uh, opportunities for students, opportunities for teachers, opportunities for parents, opportunities for employers, opportunities for others to get a look, open the hood, take a look. What you're doing is so important and it requires us as the village to invest in it. Mike Rowe said, I'd invested in it. And he's right. And in this case, it's probably more on the public side because it's more educational than it is profit motive for an employer or a company. What you're doing is brilliant. Share with us again how you want people to reach out to you, either to you personally or your company, and how you want students, educators, employers to have an experience. And we'll put all this stuff on MikeSemery.com. The ways that people should have this opportunity to explore what be more comfortable colorful is providing yeah well you can learn more about our company at our our website bemorecolorful.com the career view website is careerviewxr.com if if anybody listening to to this podcast wants to reach out directly to me you can email me directly at matt at bemorecolorful.com we've gotten real creative with those those emails um but i I'm, i'm more than happy to have a conversation because this very much is a 
North Dakota solution driven by a North Dakota company. And we didn't really touch on it. Maybe this is a time for another completely separate conversation, but I'm excited about all the North Dakota content that we're creating to be able to showcase that to students across the country. Um, we're, we're just getting started with where this is headed. And I, I can't wait for more opportunities to get this in front of, of North Dakota students. And then to top it off, there's a new word that will be entered to Webster's, Gressel. I, I like that. That's <laughs> yeah. a good word. It's very fitting. And it works. I mean, it just kind of flows. It works. Matt, what's the last thing you want people to know about be more colorful, what you're providing? What's the last, what's another thing you want, want them to know? Uh, I, I think the biggest thing for people to know is that that this this company is a mission and vision driven company. Um, core values are be authentic, inspire creativity, support community. Support, yeah. <laughs> core values community. are be, what's that? Support community. Yes. Core values are be authentic, support community, celebrate collaboration, love learning. Um, I mean this this is a company that that every one of our employees is passionate about learning is here for the right reasons and and really wants to be able to to support learners and 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 help people learn through exploration that's that's the entire focus that's where the vr industry is headed and and we're excited to be part of this soon to be massive uh vr xr ar um, immersive media space and doing that in a way where, where we're showcasing really authentic careers that help kids make decisions. I'm going to add this. It's from your website. We create immersive workforce experiences. Industry-leading career exploration platform. That is exactly what you're doing. And what you're doing is so important. Matt, thank you. So I know you're incredibly busy. Thank you and thank Katie for the sacrifices that you've made to contribute to a desperately needed opportunity for young people, educators and employers to fill these roles that are so important and to give experiences for uh, young people so they can learn more about what's available and how they're gonna fit in. What you're doing is critically important and it's going to be successful. And I wish you the best success again. Thank you for taking time from your incredibly busy life to join me today. Appreciate you so much, Matt. Well, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate you having me. I uh, look forward to chatting again soon. We will. Take good care. All right.